Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. It's probably not much of a surprise if you've been watching a number of my previous videos to learn that I haven't historically been the biggest fan of the red pill or the MGTOW movements. This has been compounded by the fact that I have a very well-documented, colourful, full history of lots of sort of promiscuous sex, lots of fun, like, sexual encounters. And then as well as the fact that I've had a very, you know, healthy, happy, stable 10-year relationship with my current partner. And at the same time, Red Pill and MGTOW sort of philosophies tell men the only way to be, to really have a stable relationship, the only way to have like lots of promiscuous relationships with women is to follow these philosophies. And yet I don't. Fortunately, you know, in spite of the fact that I often claim that a lot of Red Pill and MGTOW guys are total zealots um, and just shut down the second I open my mouth, it's not true of all. And I've had some really great guys from the, especially the Red Pill community, uh, listen to some of my videos and they've said, look, some of what you've said is interesting, but I feel you still don't fully get what the Red Pill community is about. And a number of them have said, I'd really appreciate it, Damien, if you were willing to do some more reading on Red Pill philosophy. And they suggested a book, a number of them suggested that I read Rollo Tomasi's The Rational Male. And so I did. I thought, you know what? That's fair. Fair's fair. I'm going to learn a little bit more. I'm going to go deeper. I'm not just going to hang out in the red pill communities and see what people say there. I'm going to see what the core philosophies are. So I did that. I, I grabbed a copy of Rollo Tomasi's book and I read it. And I am extremely glad that I did. Am I a convert? No. <laughs> but I will say this. There is a lot more good in the red pill philosophy than I realized. There is also, there's a lot of danger. There's a lot of bad, very unhealthy mindsets going on. But I also think there's a lot of good and I can see and I'm going to talk today about what's the great stuff in there. What do I really like? What do I think is really dangerous? What do I think men need to be very cautious about? Because at the end of the day, if you just believe if you're a man who feels like life has treated him like crap, like women have treated him like crap, and there's a lot of frustration and you feel like your only two options are keep feeling this way or keep living this life or follow the red pill philosophy. Red pill philosophy is going to give you a much better quality of life. But life isn't binary. So you've got more options than just being walked all over or following the red pill philosophy. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. What's the good, what's the bad, and what's the ugly of Rolla Tomasi's Rational Male and the Red Pill Movement? Keep watching to find out. It was a very interesting experience reading this book. I've got to admit, I found myself, you know, it started right in the beginning. I started reading and I started to feel... I started to cringe, like really cringe, like so much so that it's hard to keep reading. Like when you're watching a, a TV show and something really cringeworthy worthy is happening and you just want to look away. I had this experience and then all of a sudden I'd read something and say, yes, this I agree with. This is really good advice. And then I'd go back to cringing like, oh, oh, oh this, this is really good advice. And then I'd go back to reading and I I'd have this experience with the book. And one of the big reasons I had this experience with the book is that the philosophies that are given, um, the philosophy, the frame, there's a lot of very, I think, very dangerous 
mindsets at play. And I'll sort of explain this. The rational male in Red Pill is very, very obsessed with, with power struggle, with power games. There's a very strong um, current of the feminine imperative. Um, and, and yeah, everything's about power and status and, and leveraging that power and status and manipulating how women are going to respond to you. So everything you do is about trying to leverage your power in a relationship with a woman or women in general. And that's the philosophy actually behind a lot of this. And I think that that's dangerous. And then, so I'm cringing while I'm reading this. And then all of a sudden, bam, there's this really great piece of advice. But to me, the philosophy isn't required to follow the really great advice. So why is this such a red flag? Like, why does that, why is this dangerous? Well, Look, it's not because I'm not saying that there aren't dominance hierarchies in the world. There are. I'm not saying that certainly in politics right now, there isn't this big feminist push uh, trying to push guys. Uh, trying to, It's really empowering women a lot more than men and hurting men. Now, there's a lot of crap going on that upsets me greatly. I'm not saying that isn't there. But there's a difference between seeing this stuff on a macro scale that it's kind of existing in society a bit, especially around politics and um, laws that are being passed and whatnot and seeing it in the micro world. So seeing every interaction you have with a woman, in this case, it's with a woman, but a man or a woman, but seeing almost every interaction you have with a woman as a dominance hierarchy, seeing every interaction you have as a power struggle. Um, when you become fixated on this stuff, that becomes pathology, it becomes pathological, it becomes a problem that needs attention. And that's, I mean, that's a thing. I mean, we've all known guys, surely we've all known guys who Sometime in our lives, they're obsessed with, with dominance and hierarchy. And like everything that happens in social interactions is like, it's this whole big deal. Like if they feel disrespected or if they feel like they didn't get to have their say when people are having group discussion, they, they lose their minds or when, I don't know, if you give them a handshake and they feel like you were trying to do something to add dominate them in the handshake, they lose their minds. We've all known guys like this. And when we become obsessed with dominance and power, it doesn't make us look confident. Yeah, I mean, we don't look at Donald Trump as a great example. We don't look at Donald Trump and think of him, at least I don't, as a confident person. I look at him as someone who's very insecure and constantly scrambling for a sense of power. He has power. I mean, there's not many people that have more power than the president of the USA. But nonetheless, this is not a guy who feels like... He feels like he's constantly fighting for leverage of other people to feel like he's powerful. And that's not that's not the sign of what I see as true confidence, as true self-empowerment. And then, you know, Rollo talks a lot about this female imperative thing, and this is a big red flag too. It's a red flag because it's built on, it's the idea is predicated on terrible science. First of all, there's a female imperative and there's a male imperative. But the thing is, honestly, the best minds in the world all agree we don't know what those imperatives are. We don't exactly know. We're a little, we're incredibly unclear. Um, you know, if you, if you do still a little research on genetics, on human genetics and how that suggests men and women should behave. If we look at like the genetic history, right? If we look at anthropology and, and historically, like how human tribes that we know of and have documented how they've behaved across the world. You know, if we look at psychiatrists and psychologists and our best guesses about human history and we just look at all of this, um, there's absolutely no clarity. <laughs> at all around what the female imperative is. So, you know, the red pill, it, it creates this, this very rational, it's not stupid, it's not idiotic, but it creates this, this, this story about how women need to pair bond 
because that's how they create safety for themselves to raise a child. Um, and that, that could be true, but it doesn't have to be true because when you study primates, for example, it's perfectly clear that primates have often different sexual behaviors, men and women, depending on their environment. And so, for example, there's every reason to believe that human females, when they're in a very safe environment, they don't feel the urge to pair bond. Why would that be? Because there's no need to know who the father is. If you live in a safe community and you sleep with seven different guys and you get pregnant, the tribe will look after you. Your your sisters and brothers and, and, and cousins and everyone is family already. Everyone's going to look after any children in the tribe. And there are plenty of primates who behave this way. Um, and yet, and then when, when society becomes dangerous, if we live in a very dangerous society, women will then start to pair bond with men. And true enough, we actually see this. We see this anthropologically. When you look at tribes who engage in warfare, you get very strict pair bonding rules where women are treated more and more like property and women have to like pair up with men and there's no philandering and there's big punishment for cheating by women. And, you know, paternal concern becomes a huge deal. When you look at tribes or like cultures which didn't have any warfare it was very safe environments very comfortable easy to live environments you don't see that anymore what you see is you suddenly see like matriarchal societies where there's lots of promiscuous sex by women and men everyone's sleeping with everyone there's not a whole lot of concern about paternal certainty about who the father is so yeah i mean you can't there's very it's it's vague and so yeah the more research you do the more it becomes clear there is no obvious feminine imperative. Um, there isn't. We don't know what it is. There's something there. I mean, women are going to push for something slightly different to men, and that's going to be influenced by the society we live in and the social mores and things that were taught as children, what is right and wrong. And I agree. I agree with the red pill guys. What On the whole, what we're taught is bollocks. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's a different kind of bollocks to what a lot of red pill guys think, philosophically speaking. So, you know, I was cringing reading these philosophies, and then, bam, Rollo would say something that I'm like, Absolutely, man. Shit, yeah, give me a high five. I agree. But I agree on a totally different set of, of philosophies. You know, and I'll give you a couple of examples because I think this is important. Um, you know, right towards the beginning of The Rational Male, Rollo Tomasi says, he says something along the lines of, look, um, in a relationship, there's always going to be some sense of instability. So a woman's always going to feel like a man's like got his own world that she doesn't know much about, his own friends, his own social networks. And he's constantly improving himself and becoming a better guy. And that leads a woman to think, to feel like, oh, if I don't work on myself and I don't treat him well, he's going to be able to find someone else. So you're constantly creating this stability. This is before you even get to the whole spinning plates concept. And I'll talk about that later. But this is essentially what he's saying. Um, and this is, this is where I cringe. And then he goes ahead and he says, so what's the solution? The solution is, if you're in a relationship, you should always have your own friends, always have your own social networks. You should go out on your own at times, you know, and do your own things. And you should be constantly trying to improve yourself and constantly work on yourself as a man. Huh. Yes. <laughs> yes and yes. That's absolutely what men should be doing. But not because you're trying to leverage power against women or create instability in the relationship. And that's the part that blows my mind. If you're doing these things, because frame is really important. If you're doing these things because you're trying to make sure that you're creating instability for a woman, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um... You're not, you're not working on becoming a man who, because what, what's my philosophy? My philosophy is any man at any time should always have his own life, his own social network. Okay. 
And why should he do this? A man's got to have this because your social network is your emotional stability, right? Not your partner. If you, what a lot of men do is they get in a relationship with a woman and they make her the sole, they give her sole responsibility to look after his emotional needs, right? He's having a good day. He's having a bad day. He's feeling a bit depressed. Someone in his family dies. His boss is angry at him. That becomes her job and her job alone. When you don't have your own friends and your own social network away from that, that, that is, that puts so much pressure on a human being. Forget the fact she's a woman. That just puts pressure on a human being. So yeah, you, you've got to be having these other people around. And they, these other people also, they help you when shit goes wrong in the relationship. It's someone to talk to and give you balanced feedback and balanced information on the relationship. Right? Because your partner shouldn't be the only thing in your world. You've got to have other stuff going on. Not because you're kind of trying to create instability, but because you want to lead a full and healthy and happy life. This is not a matter of trying to leverage stuff against women. This is just about having a healthy mindset about being a man who's got his own stuff going on. You know, there's no need for a feminine imperative in my explanation of events. It still leads to the same outcome. And I think this is why also many men really feel confused with me because it's like I disagree with their philosophies, but then in many ways I still live my life in the way that they think they should. And, and that's, that's an interesting thing. But philosophies, they're important. And I'll explain more about this later, but I'll give you a second example. I want to talk about the whole spinning plates concept. Spinning plates, just so you know, Rolla Tomasi talks about this over multiple chapters. Uh, it's the notion of keeping lots of women around at different times in your life because it helps boost your confidence in, in, in essence. Um, and so, for example, Rolla Tomasi talks about the fact that you should really ideally stay single in your 20s and date lots of women. So you have lots of experience with women. And so when you do get in a relationship, you know, you know, you've got that experience behind you and you feel confident with women and you, you don't feel like she's the only woman for you. And you're not going to fall into this sense of she's the only woman in the world for me, which I agree is this, this thinking is not healthy. Uh, and I think that's generally good advice. I think most men don't do that. Most men just fall, they, Get in a relationship with the first woman who bats an eyelid at him, and that's terrible because he feels like he can't do any better, he can't get anywhere else, he feels trapped, he doesn't have experience with women. I, I completely agree with that for the most part. However, then he goes on to talk about the fact that what you should do in a relationship is always keep ch- plates spinning. In other words, always have other women on the side that you're not sleeping with, but you know you could if you wanted to. Like You've got to constantly keep women on the periphery that you could run away to. That is really unhealthy. Um, let me give you an example. Imagine if you had a friend in a relationship and every week that friend would give you a phone call. And in that phone call, your friend would say to you, Hey man, do you think other women will still like me? I'm just wondering, cause I'm in this relationship with this girl. Do you think other women will still like me? And you go, yeah, man. Yeah, of course they will. Don't worry about it. Cool. 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 Calls you again next week. Hey man, do you think other women will still like me? Yeah, man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Cool. 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 Give you a call next week. Hey man, do you think other women will still like me? And imagine he does this every single week. In other words, he's looking to you to remind him that he's still going to be okay to find other women. How confident do you think your friend is? Do you think your friend needs help? Right? And that's, that's really the problem is that if you need to keep being reminded that you're, that there are other women in the world, that you're good enough to attract other women, you need reminding of that. You're not dealing with your shit. That's as simple as that. If, if, you know, you, the spinning plates concept in relationships is like a band-aid. It's like, it's like taking, taking painkillers when you've got cancer. It doesn't fix the problem. It just kind of dulls the pain. Um, 
Like, you know, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a temporary fix, not a permanent solution. You got to deal with that stuff. And so I guess this is, you know, I disagree with a lot of this. There's this philosophy constantly of trying to manipulate and play with her emotions to make her behave the way you want her to. Rather than focusing on being the kind of man that you should be, that you, whether you're in a relationship or single, just being that man. And so what, what's the overarching philosophy that I think would cover all this? Honestly, what men need to do is instead of focusing on this power, leveraging games, all this kind of stuff, the truly healthy way to behave is to say this. I am a priority. Me as a man. I am the most important thing in my world, not a woman. And my needs are the most important things. And sometimes my needs can be negotiated on with women. And sometimes they can't because they're just a big overpowering need. Now, I want to be in a relationship with women, and if I'm going to be in a relationship or just dating, I'm going to make sure my needs are looked after. And if they're not being looked after, I'm going to vocalize it like a healthy adult. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to whinge. I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to moan. I'm going to say, hey, uh, I've got this need. Can we talk about how we can get it dealt with? And if the need is can't be dealt with, and it's a big, important need, then you say, hey, I like you, lady, but I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. And you move on. That's a healthy man. That's a healthy relationship. You're not you're demonstrating a higher value in yourself because you're going to look after your needs first. That's every relationship is supposed to have that. So let me, I mean, let me use my own experience, my own life as an example of how this all plays out. Um, before I met my partner 10 years ago, I was, you know, I, I don't know how many women I've slept with, honestly. Um, it's in the triple digit somewhere. I haven't kept a clear count, but I had plenty of experience. So I got that under my belt and then I met my partner. Over the 10 years, we have had to have a lot of really difficult conversations at times because we're human. So throughout the 10 years, we've been through different phases where one of us has said to the other, hey, I'm not feeling attracted to you right now. Something's going wrong in the relationship. Let's talk about it. We've had conversations where we've said, hey, I'm feeling really attracted to sleeping with other men or other women. Can we do something about this? And yet we have. Um, You know, we've been in an open relationship multiple times throughout the 10 years. Um. And we've done it in an adult way. You know, we've said, hey, I've got these needs. I still want you in my life, but I want to be promiscuous for a little while. Like, I want to feel sexy again. I want to do all these things that can be hard to do for your partner in a tenure relationship. I make sure, like, we both make sure that the other party is always pulling their own weight. This is a big mistake a lot of guys make. And again, Rollo Tomasi has his own strategies around this, and Red Pill has their own philosophies. But honestly, it's your job. You You don't have to play this game of never living with a woman until you're married or any of this crap. Just make sure that a woman's always pulling her weight. You know, if if you're in a relationship and she's not, you don't feel like she's contributing 50%, whatever that is, you know, in the relationship, if you don't feel like it's fair, what are you doing? Don't stick around. You know, like tell her this isn't fair um, and this is why. And, and, and if she doesn't, you talk about it and try to make it work. And if it doesn't work, you walk away. I mean, I've been with my partner for 10 years and if we split up tomorrow and she takes half my money, I'm okay with that because she was contributing. Like, I always made sure it was fair. The fact that she was in my life, I've made more than double the money I would have made alone. Or my life has been more than twice as good. That's, I think that's a fairer way to put it. And so, yeah, if we split up and she takes half my money, I'm not ripped off. I'm better off for the experience. And I've made damn sure of that. If you can't make damn sure of that, then you should leave the woman you're with. You know, it's that simple. I think a lot of these rules, I think a lot of these things... You deserve to demand more of a woman, the women that you date. And you should demand more of the women that you date. You should demand more of the women you even see casually. 
You don't accept bad behavior. You don't have to play a power game to be someone who isn't going to accept it. If I walk up to a woman and approach her in a club, women don't flake on me. They don't play games with me because the second they try, they can clearly see I don't give a damn for their games. I don't get involved. I don't play games back. I just, they can see they start to lose me the second they start to play games and they start to behave properly again. It's like when I'm at events, it happens so often. Guys will come up and they give me a handshake and sometimes they try to play a dominance game. They try to twist their hand so it's on top of mine and shake their hand and do a dominance move. And I don't play back. I don't try to arm wrestle them back. I just, I kind of like smile a little bit and I'm like, wow, really? Well, this guy's got some insecurity stuff going on. Mental note, don't really have any need to hang around with him much. That's my position. No games, no battling, no power hierarchies. Just cool, whatever, man. You do you, but your you isn't what me is interested in. So go that way. And that's, that's how you should be with women. That's how you should be with life. It's you looking after you being the man you want to be, having really clear boundaries and setting those boundaries. And, 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 and once your boundaries are looked after, you look after women. I mean, I look after my partner. My partner is the second most important thing after me, right? So I do everything in my power to make sure to, to look after her. So long as I'm not sacrificing my own needs, that's my goal. And that's her goal in her life. And I demand the same of her. And that's fair. That's not red pill. That's not blue pill, but that's healthy. That's being a healthy man. So overall, <laughs> what do I think about red pill now? I think it can be a very healthy first step. Um, not a very healthy. I think it can be a first step that can really help men get out of their stuff, get out of the, the crap that they're in. I don't think it's the only option. I think that if you feel like you've been walked all over and treated badly by women in life, before you turn to red pill, maybe grab a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Um, really fantastic read. And it really answers a lot of the questions of why you've been walked all over and treated like crap without needing, you know, the feminine, um, imperative and, and, and women against men and power struggles and all this stuff. It really, it explains from a psychological level why this happens. And I think that's a much better first step. But I think that red pill, I see the appeal, especially because when you feel like you've been walked all over and treated like crap, and then you read a book that says, Hey, the world is a little bit against you. <laughs> It validates those feelings, right? And it says, well, there's a little bit against you. Here's how to make it better. It feels like it speaks to you. So I, I understand the appeal. I just, I, I feel like that's a dangerous space to start, you know, to say, yeah, the world is against you and the world is a little bit like power struggles and games and to get caught up with that. I don't think that's healthy. And the last thing I'll say is be really wary of using, of being too strictly adhered to the concept of red pill and blue pill. Uh, no matter what philosophy you follow, like mine or red pill or MGTOW or anything else, you got you got to stay open-minded. The world is not black and white, guys. You Whatever you believe now is not what you're going to believe next year. And it's not written in stone. It's not perfect. You've got to accept that it's not perfect. And so if you listen to someone like me and you go, oh, well, he doesn't believe exactly what I believe. <laughs> white pill, white, I mean, blue pill, white knight, cuck, get out of here. Then... I'm sorry, but you're, you're not, you're not being a healthy guy. You're being a zealot. <laughs> you know, you're, you're in a cult then. Um, you got to stay open-minded. I mean, you may disagree, but you can't disagree outright just because I disagree. That's, that's, that's childish, really. You know, I'm, I try to be open-minded and I've got my own views on these things. And I think so long as you, if you're red pill now and it's working for you, stick with it. Be open-minded. You know, be open-minded. Maybe there's, there's better mindsets. Maybe there's better frames to come at this from. You should always be moving through life that way, and you will. You, you'll get to a better place more rapidly by not being so closed off. I hope you've enjoyed this video. Uh, you know, I, I think that I mean, there's so much I wanted to say, and I really hope this didn't come out as just one long ramble, which it could easily have done. 
if you've really, if you've liked a lot of what I've had to say, you know, I've written an entire guide on how to meet and attract women from this standpoint of honesty and integrity, not playing mind games, not getting caught up with power struggles, just being a confident, strong, solid man with healthy boundaries that women are going to be drawn to. I've made an entire free guide on this that you can go and check out right now. I've put a link up here. There, I'm going to take my gavel. I think it's up there. I'm going to put a link down below as well. Go ahead and start reading it. It's, it's really fantastic. You can get it as an audiobook too if you want. But yeah, go ahead and register and check that out. What have you thought of this video? Let me know in the comments below. You know, if you want to just have a jab and insult me, do it, of course. But, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to encourage some really rational, logical feedback. If there's studies you want to point me to, if there's um, information or another book you think would be great for me to read, I'm always open to expanding my own horizons and learning and growing. Um, you know, I hope today's video demonstrates that because that's what I'm really all about. I want the truth. I don't want to be right. I just want the truth. So yeah, let me know in the comments below, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the video. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel and I look forward to seeing you in my future videos. Take care. That's it. And thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash ultimate guide to seduction, all one word, to access my complete end-to-end guide to approaching and attracting women and start learning today. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.